complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the Mufti of the show. It's Kieran Hagel, buddy. <laughs> I feel like I am about a kilometre away from you. <laughs> I feel like you are Putin and I am meeting you at that really long table. It's, um, That's how far away I feel from you right now. I'm very sorry. We're, we're in the studio. <laughs> we are in the studio. Um, shit is just... World War Three is happening in the studio Pretty now. Much. Shit's falling over. A huge distance between us. That's all right. We've had a falling out, but we <laughs> we've con- decided to continue doing the podcast. I know, amazing. <laughs> we're, uh, we're working professionally. The friendship is over. Uh, we're no longer friends. So no, the, the studio is a little bit emptier as of today. Uh, as I am selling this lovely house with the studio. You're selling the studio. Selling the studio to upgrade to a bigger studio. You're going to be on the street. Could've You're going to be homeless. Could definitely. Right. Definitely. A, a wife that's pregnant, you're going to yep. be homeless on the street. Yep. Um, with, with, with a whole bunch of cash. <laughs> More cash than, the, than any of us have ever seen in real life. I mean, you're talking about moving in with your family again, which, God help me. Well, at least, uh, you know what? At least the alcohol levels and the food levels when you do come over yeah. will be very similar, if not better. Oh, uh, good. So good. It, it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, <laughs> as I see it, you know? It's um, a double-edged sword when it comes to these things. I mean, if it's back at your pet, which, which house are you going to move into? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Uh, can I put my vote in? Yeah. I do like Jess's parents, but can it be your parents' <laughs> house? Because the food and the alcohol is wonderful. It is. It's yeah. it's uh, it's very Italiano. Yeah. That's, it. That's yeah. how I catch my drift. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah, the, the studio is being sold, so we've just sort of cleaned it out quite a bit. There's no longer a piano and a bunch of guitar pedals. They're slowly being my and the, the studio monitors are now on this desk, which actually makes the place look. Bigger. I feel like you know we're Conan O'Brien, who's now gone from his late night show format to just having two chairs and the like interview style. That's what it feels like. It does. It, 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 if I was a TV presenter, you're getting all legs now. But I'm you know not what? behind the desk. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what it feels like. But you know what? If, uh. If, if, like David Letterman can do it without it, uh-huh. look, we started this show in a garage. <laughs> we did <laughs> on a so, trestle table. On a trestle table <laughs> in the garage that was set up on the day, <laughs> and it was far more echoey than what it is now. This is this is pretty all right. The next place I'll I'll soundproof it and it'll sound really fantastic. We'll have audio booths and all that sort of fun stuff. Fantastic. But uh, right now we're sort of we're running on uh ru- not running on fumes, but we're we're sort of getting there. That's all right, people. That's, That's all right. right. He, uh, gave me a coffee. The coffee machine's still here, so life life is good. Well, that's my rant done. You know, you, <laughs> you you're ditching me. You're leaving me. Um, well, maybe when I'm doing the move and taking care of the baby for the uh, few weeks in February, yeah. Uh, maybe you'll have to do a show. You'll have to book a couple of guests in, like a, oh, some guest spots. Done. <laughs> So you should start preparing now because your your uh, rate. I'm of taking getting... the show to Vietnam. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what I'm doing a full, full month in, in Feb in you're Vietnam. An import, you're an importing the show. You might have to get. You have to bring some mics and stuff for like that. Very. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going on my sabbatical. That's sabbatical. what I. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm very proud of you. What can I say, Kieran? You got some rants for us? You got something to rant about, or you just wanted to rant about the fact that the studio is not up to your up to? Your oh, level. I know. I'm ranting about the studio not being up to standards. <laughs> I'm very sorry. There's still guitars. There's still like, the mics. The, the amps are still here. Just it literally, it's just the piano that's moved. Mm. Nothing I, else. Look, I, I, I know. I offered before the show started that I would help you move. I want you to know that that is not a genuine offer. No, that is just like you know when people are polite. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, no, what? That that was a polite offer, but you're not allowed to cash that in. That's right. 
You know what? You I can't don't, cash I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. Uh, I don't really want your assistance because I've seen your work. Uh-huh. And your work when you came and helped Jess and I fix up her warehouse. Yeah. Um, very minimal. <laughs> there were a lot of people around. There were a lot of people around. And yet four blokes, including yourself, uh-huh. couldn't put together a table. <laughs> no, we did put together a table. Very slowly. There was four of you. You gave... No, no, no. You gave us beer before the work was done. That is not on us. And yet, I thought, well, one beer each brings you down 25%. But <laughs> there's still four of you. So 75% each added together Do you know is what? 100. There were too many people. Actually, one of them wasn't drinking. No one wasn't drinking. There were too many people there getting putting their opinions forward. Of course, no one's reading the manual. Too many cooks, huh? Too many cooks. My, my favorite thing was that you guys are all trying to use the hand tools. Mm-hmm. And then Alice goes to me, don't let them know that there's literally a drill about it. <laughs> Three meters away, in eyesight, charging. <laughs> that was probably ready to go. And I go. I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to continue to do what I need to do downstairs. Yeah, and I hadn't seen everyone in for a long time. Anyway, and we had to chat. And and it's true, there were there were look. Uh, that's well done. Hey, well done on me on showing you how hard I would work. It's very good. That's I'm, why I'm, you're not going to pick glad. me for your move. I'm very glad. No wonder your dad kept you around for 14 hours. <laughs> What do you have to rant about? I've got so much to rant about. It's a bit of a music ranting sort of show, this one. Uh-huh. So, and I know you're not really the best music guy in the world, but you, you got the appreciation. appreciate music. Correct. Correct. Uh, so, it's, it's sort of a two thing that's been happening recently, uh-huh. but it's, a, it's a combining a couple of my, my favourite things oh, in the oh, world. Shit. Music. Last week, you were telling me about the chords. Yeah. Right. And I've been listening to things now. And then like, you hear different progress. They're the and, same. And I'm hearing the progress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like normally I'd like, oh, it's music in the background. And I've been focusing on it. Yeah. And I've been going, holy shit. Yeah. It's all very similar. Yeah. And you go, shit, actually, this is that. It, it's sometimes a bit easier than, than you think. It's hmm. just it's just noticing the right things, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so one of the things that's been happening recently is Metallica is back on top uh-huh. because of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, which is great, which is really exciting for Metallica. It opens up a whole new bunch of people into the world of heavy metal mm-hmm. or metal anyway. So we need a Woodstock 2023. Well, did you see the, the, uh, yeah. the Woodstock 99, yeah, no, which is I funny because yeah. the only reason I know about that is because of Primus, but that's a different story altogether. So um, Metallica's back, which is really, really exciting. And... There's sort, of, I'll, there's sort of two things I want to talk about. The first thing I'm going to say is uh, people gatekeeping things mm-hmm. within the music community. So it happens to a lot of... I'm, I'm going to say a lot of women probably experience this, but a lot of men do too. But we'll yeah. say women most most definitely. Like I've been to a bunch of shows, metal, rock, pop, all that sort of thing, and a woman will wear a certain T-shirt, like of a band like Iron Maiden, Metallica, that sort of, that sort of elk. And guys would be like, oh, you're not even a real fan. Can you even name the albums? Can you even do this? Like, it, the gatekeeping, it's like, uh-huh. well, like you're only here as a poser. Yeah. And Jess has always felt stuff like this because she's like, uh-huh. I'm actually probably a much better musician than most of the guys at the show. Yeah. And I actually do love the band. I know more about these bands than anyone else. But there's definitely this level of gatekeeping. So they're doing Freudian slips because they don't actually know anything about the yeah. band. So they've got to put other people down. It's a little yeah. bit like that. It, it is definitely a little bit like that. But it's also like they don't want it, like metal. It's like like punk music, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, 
they don't want any posers in there. And mm-hmm. posers like someone that's only liking it because it's popular at that point in time. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the band just wants the money. Man doesn't care. It's like, yeah, yeah if the fans like it, yeah. they're probably going to stick around, maybe listen to some more. They're either going to come to the show or they're not. Yeah. They don't care either way. Mm-hmm. And this is, happens within that sort of community, but it also happens within the metal community at a different level as well. And it's when... I, I'm also going to point this out there, Tush. It also happens at the country and western. Yeah, I was going to say, it happens across the board. As I'm, well. only, I'm yeah. only talking about metal because there's an example I want to talk about now. So Metallica's one. And one of my favorite bands... Ruckus. Ruckus is great, but that's yeah. country. I'm not yeah. talking about country okay. or western, putting that to the side. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to talk about is a band called Ghost. Uh, yeah, Ghost, yes. And I think I brought Ghost in before. We had like a great sax solo on an mm-hmm. album. We talked about that sort of thing. But recently, an article has come up or a lot of people compl- are complaining about the band Ghost because Ghost is not metal enough. So... This is what, like, Tobias Forge, which is the lead singer of Ghost, yeah. and the, the brains behind it, is this guy here, and they dress up like the face paint, like, think like uh, black metal, yeah. or, 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 you know, that sort of thing. But their songs are very poppy, like, they've got a lot of influence from, like, classic metal bands. Yeah. But also, like, ABBA. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And their latest album. Well, this is the problem. This, no, this is the problem with all music, is... Bands like to experiment a little bit or do yeah. some different things. And the hardcore fans are like, it's different. Yeah, but it... How dare the, they the, the experiment? Fa- no, but see, the fans of... In this case here, the fans of, of Ghost are like, uh-huh. yeah, it's great, great songwriting. But people who don't like metal unless it's only a certain style. So there's different breed, breeds of metal. And this is sort of almost pop metally. Mm-hmm. Very, I get what you mean. Yeah, and look, I'm going to give you an example. Now, you tell me: is this metal enough? This is called "Watcher in the Sky" by by, by Ghost. Ghost. Right. Yeah. And you tell me: is it? Is do you think is it metal enough? I mean, that's a metal riff. No matter how much you, you hate it or look at it. That's metal. Yeah. Like, it's... I, so this this apparently is not metal enough. I can't hear you. <laughs> so apparently that's not metal enough uh-huh. of a song. Well, the thing is, Turch, I could hear the chords. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, it's metal. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're asking a country and western guy, so yeah, everything but, sounds but if metal. But you compare that to like Metallica, yeah. it's different type it's different, of metal. It's different or type different of music. To Iron, like, more probably closer to Iron Maiden in that sort of thing. Yeah. A little bit, you know. But a lot of different influences. And I hate the fact that people don't go, especially within the metal community and happens in country and western. It's like um, our, our good friend Nick, yeah. who plays with Dead City Ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their lead singer. Yeah. He can hit really high notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pa- I remember seeing their band, and it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting more of the... Yeah. Like the, yeah. Not the... Yeah, yeah so le- like more like Rob Halford or, um, yeah. um, you know, like from Judas Priest or something. It's in that sort of sort of way of singing, instead of like the heavier sort of like Lemmy from Murderhead or, mm. or you know, that's... Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think gatekeeping is like bands can't do what they want to do or it's too pop 
or two. Like it doesn't like pop. Pop just means popular. Mm-hmm. That's what it's short for. Like the first pop record was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Was it? That was technically what we all well, consider around the world the first pop album. Not not the Beatles. Not the Beatles. That was rock. Right. Rock and roll. Uh-huh. Like you know, and so. If you look at it in that frame of point, on Thriller, there was... Uh, I don't know. I fucking love Thriller. Well, it's a great album. But, like, what are the songs on Thriller? You've got um, Billie Jean. Yeah. So that would be what? Like, R&B, pop. pop. Like, yeah. you know, that sort of heavy groove sort of stuff. But you also had... Um, uh, you had Thriller, which yeah. is, what, synth pop? Like, heavy on the synth side of... Uh, I guess. And then you've also got on there is Beat It, which has got like a, a ripping like ripping guitar riff and a great guitar solo by Eve Van Halen. So you've got like hard rock, almost to metal, like, you know, in the space of an album, which is considered pop. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a sec, so what actually is pop? Well, it's popular. Well, then Ghost is... Is popular. Is popular. But Metallica is technically popular because they're number one on the charts. Mm-hmm. So, so the lines are really blurred when it comes to what... what How dare is. these people gatekeep and have an opinion? Well, <laughs> it gatekeeps from stopping from potentially new people from joining. Well, what are the new people joining? Because we've got Spotify. You can listen to it at your house without having to be part yeah, of the, but, the clan. But again, it's that in-person thing. So, you're uh, to, so when you do go to shows or you wear a t-shirt of a new band that you like. I thought the rule was you never wear the band... Uh, never wear the t-shirt. N- never wear the the t-shirt of the band that you sing. You could do that. You where else? You could buy the merch and put it straight on. We're gonna see Dead City Ruins. I'm buying a t-shirt. I got the shorts. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> I I I'm probably you know. Can you buy the right t-shirt? Don't buy a Kiss t-shirt and send well, it for the trash. Of, <laughs> oh, well, you know, trash goes for the Melbourne Ice, and I feel like I go for the Melbourne. Mustangs. Yeah. And so I feel like if everyone else is in Dead City Ruins merch, I've got to be in Kiss. I feel like I've got to protagonize everyone, you know? Protagonize. Antagonize. Antagonize. <laughs> antagonize everyone. Like, you're the protag what? <laughs> not the, not close. <laughs> not the quiet the right Okay, so that's what's happening in that sort of let's go back to Metallica. Uh-huh. So what's been happening across the world is cancel culture, as we all know. Well, y- yes and no. Well, okay. some people don't give a fuck about cancel a lot. Culture. A lot of people don't give a fuck yeah. about cancel culture, but a lot of people. I feel like cancel culture was when we first started having memes, and then people were like, "No, I can't be memed because that's going to be the end of me." Yes, and then everyone was like, "Memes are fucking hilarious," yeah. and then people like dig into like, a, "Yeah, it's fucking memes. Who gives a shit about what people? Well, okay. people do." So this this video came out yeah. about Metallica, this uh-huh. TikToker. Yeah. And they, she talks about how Metallica is actually bad. They're actually white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll watch the video. We'll sure. go through it. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty terrible. But that's that's why we do it on this show here. So here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So this is taken from Serena Trueblood's TikTok. Excellent. Here we go. Welcome back to Is Your Fave Problematic? On this episode, we're going to be covering Metallica. This band is ancient, so let's just jump straight in because it's going to be very, very long. So this band is ancient. Okay. Like, they're still recording records like, you today. Know, they weren't created yesterday, so they're ancient. Yeah, they're not yeah. the last 10 years. Like, like their yeah. first album came out in, like, 1981 or something. 
Uh, okay, that's great. That just means longevity. Hmm. You know, Rolling Stones aren't ancient either. Ancient would imply mm, Roman times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and in music, like we've had such a short period of time in the whole of history of, of, of music. Yeah. Well, no, like just of humankind that we've had recorded music. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because we've had music. We've had music, and, and we've and, had written music, music in the, like the sixteenth yeah. to to the nineteenth century. Well, you have to go and the hear actual, them play the yeah, music. Yeah, the, the, but the recorded music, and we're talking about metal, which has only really been around since the night. Like they developed, helped develop a genre of music. Yeah, since the boat that rocked, really. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, nineteen sixty what, sixty-eight or something. Yeah. Here we go. So, what does she got a problem with with Metallica? But before we start, let's have some content warnings. And starting off with a bang, there is their anti-Semitism. First, there's this picture of Hetfield and Ulrich doing a Nazi salute. Okay, it's yes, it's a picture of them doing a It's a joke. It's obviously a joke. Oh, I, that doesn't... I From here... Is, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hetfield plays on this guitar that contains iron crosses. And if you don't know, iron crosses are neo-Nazi dog whistle symbols. Okay, so you've got those iron crosses on the guitars. Now, uh, being a Christian, mm-hmm. <laughs> the iron cross goes back to fucking Roman times. Right, when they right. Put that, it's, a, it's a, almost a sign of, it's religious. Uh-huh. And it's not even, like, yes, the Nazis, just like the Nazis took the SWAT sticker from, yeah. like, ancient, um, like... Eastern religions, uh-huh. they took the cross as well. I've got an Indian friend. Yeah, they, yeah. He's got a SWAT sticker. Yeah, but it's part of the Indian culture. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's just part of like they yeah. don't see. It. I remember walking through Bali and it was on buildings, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" It's like, "Oh, that's that's a symbol. It means like good fortune or something like mm-hmm. that." Okay, so so far she's zero for zero, zero for two. Then there's also the fact that he hung out with Kerry King, this Aryan Brotherhood-looking motherfucker right here. Okay, K- Kerry King is is like the guitar player for Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives in California. Mm-hmm. He's not a white supremacist. He's just an idiot. Okay. And just because you're wearing like the what's the Confederate the flag. Confederate flag, that doesn't mean that you're a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a part of history. Uh huh. Right. proud to be wearing a confederate flag and then a video of one of their former members doing a nazi salute and march next up so the drumming is mm-hmm. you know a heavy like march drumming and he's pretending like you know he's marching he's marching he's got his hand up like that yeah like doing i wouldn't like, just because you do this like romans the greeks uh, the Turkish used to also do this symbol. It's uh-huh. just because the Nazis did it doesn't mean it doesn't have other meanings. Yeah. Like it's it's such a little understanding of history. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So it, so f- maybe false interpretations. Well, I don't think he's doing it because he's Nazi. No, no, I, she's got false yeah, interpretations. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like it, they're not doing it because it's like they are Nazis. They're doing it to make fun of Nazis. Context matters. Mm-hmm. So here we go. There's some more racism. And I heard James say about Ice-T, because Ice-T was supposed supposed to join us on the tour. He said, I don't want to share my stage with a N-word. And that story's even crap. 
So she, okay. Oh, wait, can you continue? Created by Axel Rose himself. Okay, apparently that story was corroborated with Axel Rose. Now, Axel Rose is like a notorious liar uh-huh. and just hated Metallica because he thought they were like disgusting. Uh, it's, it's always, it's a classic current affair ploy there. <laughs> Let's get someone else. Yeah. To say the bad things. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but even if you said it, who gives a shit? Like, okay, next. Before the show ended, though, Rose got in a few verbal licks at GNR's one-time tour mates Metallica, especially lead singer James Hetfield, whom Rose called a racist. Apparently because Axel blames Hetfield for keeping Ice-T and body count off last year's GNR Metallica tour. Then there's his racism against East Asian people and his use of the O word. And making fun of the call to stop calling people that word. What's the O word? He said Oriental. Oh, okay. Is it, I didn't even know that was racist. Yeah, neither. Because they, they literally put Oriental. T- what my Vietnamese friends? Fucking... One of my Vietnamese friends has a business, and it's called Oriental something. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like Oriental. Like they have a style of. Chicken noodle soup. Called Oriental. Oriental well, like, we've got cheese called Coon. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, Kirk Hammett calls him out and says, shouldn't you be calling it Asian instead? I'm like, how is that any better? Then there was this statement that he was praised for, for speaking out against racism. Even though at the beginning of it, they talk about how they don't care who you voted for. As if Trump supporters weren't supporting racist policies. If you care enough about racism to denounce it, then you should probably care about who people are voting for because those people influence policies that are racist. <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. M- as Michael Jordan once said, and we talked about this before, <laughs> even Republicans buy shoes. <laughs> That's right. That is a great line. That's- By the way, did you hear that Trump's coming back in 2024? Of course he is, and he's going to fucking beat the shit out of anyone that goes so, so far, she's like nil for five or whatever it is, right? But don't worry, they spoke about Black Lives Matter. All of them did. Except for the lead singer, of course. And they did that with some black squares, no resources, and no donations. So, that, as far as you know, like, they might have just given them money and they don't tell anybody about it. The, the, actu- the, the right way of donating mm-hmm. to causes, like, you don't make... Like, donating to a charity shouldn't be a spectacle. Yeah. It should just be... I don't fucking tell people where I donate my money. That's right. You just sort of donate and go, I donated to charity. Or you don't even say it. Yeah. You tell your account, I donated to charity. And he goes, oh, excellent. Excellent. So, th- so okay, wrong again. What has she done? How is she not racist if she hasn't donated to the uh-huh. Black Lives Matter? And I'm sure black people go to Metallica concerts. Concert. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Right, here we go. Addiction, mental health, and squares, no resources, and no donations. Next up is how they made fun of addiction, mental health, and suicide. First, there's how they mocked Elaine Staley's drug addiction by motioning needles going into their arms. Yeah, they were friends with him. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it because it's they're funny, and they were also drug addicts at this point. What I find weird about this is that they are so quick to make fun of somebody's drug addiction. But we- yeah, that's what guys do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Church, if you had a drug addiction, be I hilarious. would be making fun of you. That's yes. right. right. Yeah. The rehab, that's when they started taking drug addiction seriously. But of course, they only care about issues when it pertains to them. And yes. That's what 
most like 99.9% like if an issue doesn't affect me I don't care about it and that's how I have less stress in my life <laughs> there's there's sh- really bad shit happening in the world but we are still worried about like do I have chocolate in the house yeah yeah that's just it's just how we you, are you, humans. you care about things that are local yeah like it's it's hard to care about things when are global when you you know especially once you have like a family or mm. like you know you know, yes, children are dying in Africa of hunger, but you're going to go past the supermarket and pick up some chips for your nephews and nieces mm. because that's what you care about. Yeah. Like, it's direct, you know? Finally, there's how they mocked Kurt Cobain's suicide days after it happened. What color was Kurt Cobain's eyes? Blue. One blue this way, one blue that That's funny. Those are great jokes. And you know what? Yeah. You can make fun of things all the any time you want. Who cares? Well, the comedy is to push boundaries. That's that's right. Yeah. They're not comedians, but goddamn, <laughs> they're fucking you know, they're pushing the boundaries of metal and and of comedy. Let's continue here. It was a good aim. There's probably much more. Of- and that last video was uh, of Dave Mustaine, who was in Metallica for about a year, and now he's actually the lead singer and driving force behind Meg- Megadeth. So he's not even in the band. Hmm. Good, good work. White men from the eighties. It was a good aim. There's probably much more of this, considering that they're a band full of white men from the eighties. But this is all I could find for right. Okay, you know what's great about that? What's uh, the lead guitarist, Kirk Hammond, is Filipino, mm-hmm. and the bassist mm. is Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I love that comment. That is just great. So, <laughs> oh, a bunch of white men from the 80s. 50% of the band is not white. I was just, <laughs> I was just as she was talking, like, I wonder if she's realized she has, like, confirmation bias. Uh, I think she might. I think she's like, yeah, no, definitely. So that's like that's one way they're trying to break it down. I, look, if Metallica survives St. Anger, the album St. Anger and Lulu, I don't think like musicians or people who are into Metallica will find that funny here. And TikTok is fucking great because we get to see, you know, should she really have an opinion? Yeah, she has an opinion, but she's just an idiot. <laughs> uh and here we go here we go here's another one here and this is another one that they're calling here so how big was eminem for like 10 years ah he was the shit he was the greatest thing eight mile the movie and he fucking packed cinema was packed and he was like rowdy like he talked about like murdering people he talked about like killing his wife talked about like a whole bunch like there was a whole bunch of things i never knew who the real slim shady was no no that's right so, but people are like, this is that continue on that cancel culture. People are now calling out Eminem for cultural appropriation in an old music video. So back in the day, he was part of a, a group called D12. And here it is here. At one stage, he dresses up as a, a Mexican guy, like a, mm-hmm. you know, in a full attire yeah. as part of a music video. And people are calling him out. Boo! Uh, you know, in forty-eight. I many New Year's Eve, I have worn many a different outfits. Is it a? F- I it's, am it's, fucked. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> what your Jeremy Clarkson outfits? <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson outfit, wearing the the turban with the Trump hat. Uh, what else? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you were, yeah, that's right. You were Islam. Uh, what's his name? You know, cuts in the cradle. Cat, yeah, Cat yeah. Stevens. But his name's no, he's, I think it's Cat Stevens. Yeah, again. and I wore a Trump hat because he was a Trump supporter. It was a Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so I don't know. The music, the music world, right? The mail is is pretty stupid. I don't know why people are so like music. Music is you got to keep your music. What what, from, what yeah. I think is hilarious is there's these like fifteen to twenty year olds. Yeah, who think that they're you know making a difference in the world and these are the right things to do and then everyone who's sort of like of older than 20 is just looking down at them like what the fuck are you talking about but i think this this type of cult like this type of culture or this type of action is going to seep through and eventually like in 10 years i don't think this is going away oh, a lot of people call them a lot of people don't actually a lot of people see the bullshit and read the bullshit and then ignore the bullshit yeah i hope so it's just a small not- minority who now like and they they amplify and they 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 get the clicks and we laugh at them and then we can continue on i hope so i really hope so because it feels like this is going to continue on and unless you're squeaky clean like unless you're like roy orbison or you're oh i don't even i can't even think of an artist who's so squ- that's squeaky clean and has perfect music like michael jackson like i know he's innocent but like people allegedly allegedly Allegedly. was a pedophile allegedly elvis presley definitely had sex with underage women (laughs) led zeppelin definitely shoved a fish into a woman's vagina Uh uh keith richards definitely had sex with underage women um What's it called? Uh, all of Van Halen definitely had sex with... Under- Lemmy definitely had her sex with underage women and did a whole bunch of... And collected Nazi memorabilia. Like, Lemmy has like, one of the biggest Nazi... Apart from museums, has the biggest Nazi memorabilia collection mm-hmm. in the world. It's amazing. Uh, I actually think there's more hope because Top Gear gets cancelled. Mm. Holy shit, that's the end of Top Gear. Bam! Amazon comes along yeah. and now we've got the Grand Tour. That's true, right? I, but the music is just—it's still going to be on all the platforms. Yeah. Like, who, like they're not going to—you know—Black Black Sabbath records aren't going to come off because Ozzy Osbourne bit the head of a bat. Like, you know what I mean? And you can't really protest someone a music concept because the music is louder than the protesters. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I just like all these people did really bad things, and yet they made great music. And uh-huh. I think it's—you need that. You need that balance of doing terrible things, making great music. I mean, China locks up all the Uyghurs, but we still buy all their shit. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, you go to whatever the local issue and the candy that you want. That's right. That's right. That's what you go to. Church, oh. excellent rants. Thank you. i got one more. I yeah, go for it. You want know, uh, the last music? It. Okay. So this woman uh, came out. Uh, what's her name here? I'm trying to... Uh, uh, legendary songwriter Diane Warren found herself in hot water with Beyonce fans uh-huh. for some seemingly innocent comments about one of the pop stars' new songs. Warren shared a post on Twitter on August 1st saying, how can there be 24 writers on one song? Fuck. Although the musician didn't drop the Beyonce's name, fans were quick out to assume you referring to Alien Superstar, a track on the singer's on Beyonce's new album Renaissance. And indeed had 24 writers on the song. So 
she didn't actually make it about that. She was just sort of saying in the general. How, how, how I don't know, is that a small amount? Is that a large amount? I don't know. Tell me what twenty four is. Twenty four is a lot. You usually have about what between one and five, okay. right? And, and, and writers, we're talking about writing music, yeah, not necessarily writing the lyrics. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. like, like Alton John and his so writing partner is yeah. two people, but they write a song together. One yeah. writes the lyrics, one writes the music. Yeah. That's it. Like Queen, they're all like written down. Like they all wrote all the songs. Same with like Black Sabbath. So the drums and the guitars. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like collaboratively. Like, yeah. You know, Billy Corgan like wrote all the songs for Smashing Pumpkins, and then the guys just added the other parts, mm-hmm. parts to it. You know, Elvis didn't write any songs. Yeah, but people wrote songs for him. So it's like Elvis Presley sings a song by X Y Z. You know, Dolly Parton writes all her songs. On on the other hand, you know? uh, Slim Dusty writes all his own songs. Mm. You know, and and he, Slim Dusty has a wide um, range as well. Hmm. You know, seventy five percent of his songs are about trucks. That's true. On the open highway. That's true. All can be summarized by <laughs> "We got a great big convoy." <laughs> so anyway, so she put out this tweet, and she's like, "Well, you know, how can something have twenty four songs?" And look, twenty four songs or twenty four tw- writers. My apologies, twenty four writers. 24 and writers. I kind of, I kind of get it because mm. sometimes you can go if you sample a song. You have to credit the people who wrote yeah. the sampled song. So if you sample "We Are the Champions," you uh-huh. have to put Queen down and the yeah. f- potentially like all four members of Queen. Okay, so that means you plus five plus maybe you had another five, so you got ten. Ten people, yeah. But she's saying twenty-four. That's quite. That's a substantial number of people. That's a large citation, right? So in response, all these people. So Beyonce's fan club is called the the Bayhive mm-hmm. and they all came out they're like this isn't meant to shade just uh, and they all respond to it you mean how does our black culture have so many writers well it starts because we couldn't afford certain things starting out so we started sampling and it became an art form and a major part of the black culture hip-hop in America had that era not happened who knows you good now, again, she didn't make it a, a racial thing. Mm-hmm. She just said, I don't even understand how you can have so many writers, you know? But they everyone made it like a racial thing, like she's racist for ask, even asking the question. Ah, boo, you know? yeah. Uh, we you can't know. ask questions now, Church. Uh, here we go. Uh, the dream the music. By the way, I know it's not one-on-one writing contest you're looking for over here. You don't want that smoke. I know I love you, but um, stop acting like your records haven't been sampled. Uh, and then she's like, oh, I mean, no disrespect to Beyonce, but, you know, um, you know, it's just a misunderstanding. And she's actually worked with Beyonce before, mm-hmm. which makes it even stupider. So all these people are yelling at her. like, I oh. do love when people come to defend someone else on their behalf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, I think what she's going for there is more of, I think people, she's like, maybe people should be trying to push for writing new things rather than just sampling others. Because like, sampling is fantastic. I'm not, nothing against sampling, but it gets to a point of like, well, how much of a song? I say not enough. I say double it. Double it. 50. Well, have you listened, have you listened to, um, like when, uh, Kanye West sampled Daft Punk, mm. you know? And it's like, you know, better, harder, faster, stronger. Like, 
where does that asymptotic line go into it? It's basically just the Daft Punk song, or when does it become a new Kanye West song? You know, like Beyonce's my the only song I like from Beyonce is "Crazy in Love." You know that song? Look at all crazy in love. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, the the best bit of that is the horn part. It goes da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sample. Uh huh. That's taken from a a song from like the nineteen seventies. Right. So the best bit of that song is a sample. Fuck it. Get the chords. Get that whatever (laughs) we had on last week. That's uh, it's just a D minor to G, I think, or B flat, B sharp, or B flat. I've played it before. Uh, that's enough music stuff, I think. I think you know, a bit of a music centric sort of thing. I've been really listening to a lot of music lately and playing a lot of music, and I'm like, I'm just back into it, which is that's good. good. What's the first song you're going to play to your kid? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Hmm. Probably something by Buckethead. Hmm. Or maybe King Crimson. Mm, I think that's. I've got to give you. I don't think worry about the baby name yet. I think you've got to think about what's the first song. I've, just, I've got to make sure that he starts listening to compl- complex uh-huh. music straight away so he now, develops an ear. The recorder or the piano? Which one? Uh, he can choose either guitar or piano. <laughs> <laughs> but they play the recorder at school, Turch. Yeah, no, no, my kid won't be doing that. <laughs> Uncle Kieran will come over and bring him a recorder. That's I bought one. <laughs> I did buy one for uh, my nephew. Yeah. And the first thing he did was go. He's like, "What is this? What is this?" And I go, "Oh, look, you play like this, do do do, and I play like." And then he goes, "Yeah, great." He goes right into my ear, and goes, <laughs> "I like that guy." And he was rap with himself. Uh, <laughs> and he was going around. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> oh, good on him! I got some news for you, Turch. Please. Top scientist admits space telescope oh. image was actually a slice of chorizo. <laughs> I was about to bring this one in. A oh, French scientist has apologized after tweeting a photo of a slice of chorizo, claiming it was an image of a distant star taken <laughs> by the James Webb Space Stellar Telescope. That's Can that awesome. be the image on our on on this? Uh, Album. I better I say <laughs> this podcast. Italian uh, <laughs> uh, Klin, a celebrated physicist and director of France, Alternative Energies and Atomic Energy Commission. That's a fucking long name. That is. That's too long. Shared the image of the spicy Spanish sausage on Twitter last week, praising the level of detail it provided. <laughs> so good. Quite. Picture of Proxima Centauri. The nearest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years away from us, it was taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. The level of detail, a new world is unveiled every day. (laughs) He told his more than 91,000 followers on Sunday. And it's a slice of chorizo, which I now know my, you know, cured meats. They did this when the moon. Was, this, was was just correct, right, just correct. right, I can and that's tell. why they got away with it. But yeah. if it was done on the wrong time, on the wrong time, we would have known we it was a no slice one of would have known Exactly right. I love it. I I love the fact that, um, you know what? I I was thinking about this today. Science is always like we're like amazing. We're doing crazy things. We're taking pictures of space. This and that. We're gonna have self-driving cars. And I'm like, fuck that shit. You can't even get, like, the automatic dispenser for soap in a bathroom correct. 
And you're telling me you're going to get a car to fucking drive around the, like I said, you know. And I, this is why I think, like, it's like, they're definitely, there's definitely, like, pictures of, more pictures of chorizo and other cured meats around. Like, there's definitely a salami picture out there. Oh. And they've just done it. Like, you can't, you can't tell me that's not happening at, at this point in time. That's just, it's fucking great. Um, well done. Do you reckon, do you reckon it was a prank? Even if it was, the backlash against against them is just absolutely insane. It's like, ah, sorry, it was actually a joke. You know, that's like Alex Jones at the moment. Yeah, I don't know how much you're following of Alex. Oh, Jones. I know he's got a he's got a, a lawsuit to pay for. Well, he okay, so he's been in prison. Oh well, no, no, sorry, he was went to court yeah. because the families of the of the children who died in Sandy Hook are suing him uh-huh. because he said that they were crisis actors. Uh-huh. Now, I don't get how... Is he defaming them? Well, that's the thing. You, how can are they you suing defame... him for defamation? How... Is the him saying that they're crisis actors stopping them from getting a job uh-huh. or making money uh-huh. or anything like that? Like, the, the actual definition of defamation has to have like a correlation to loss. Mm-hmm. And the big part of that is showing loss of money. Yeah, right. Or income, you know, or potential income, what you know, lost income. Mm-hmm. And you have to show that. And it could, even if you have like 50 people involved, you know, I can't remember how many kids died at Sandy Hook. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Right? It's, it, was so, a, it was a very bad shooting. Well, it was like eight years ago, yeah. nine years ago, you know. So even if you put that to a side, so these people are suing Alex after Jones. the fact yeah. for a whole bunch of cash. Well, it has to be after the fact. Well, yeah, but way after the fact. Like, you know, we're not talking like, oh, they sued him in, like, in, the, in the next year. Yeah. Well, this is like you know, 10 these, years down these, the line. These things take time, Turch. Well, this. You know, my lawsuit against you is coming. Don't you worry. <laughs> For my 40th, right? You know, yeah, 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 it's coming, but you it's going to be after the fact. Happy birthday. <laughs> Fucking you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, and I just think that, that that connection of like things you say, just because you can say it or have an opinion, you shouldn't be able to get sued too far. This is the same thing as, you know, that woman. She should be able to say what, you know, she's not trying to be racist. There's no back. There shouldn't have been this negative backlash towards her about the, the Beyonce thing. It shouldn't be any of that backlash against Metallica for the things they did all those years ago because they're different people than what they were when they were 20 or 25, mm-hmm. you know. I'm different from the, like, when I was 20. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not following the, the legal proceedings. We need these legal proceedings on YouTube streamed 24 hours a day well the best part of it was the <laughs> there's, there's been two really I, good bits we need we need the amber heard johnny depp alex jones uh, youtube I, trial I, I wish it was that was streaming it but i've seen some clips and there's been two really good bits yeah. one bit that uh the defense the, the the plaintiff lawyer yeah goes up to alex and is on the stand and he goes oh alex you believe in conspiracy theories don't you and Alex's like, you do mean that I believe that uh, alien pedophiles are ruling the government and taking our children and raping them? And yes, like the Clintons and the Epsteins. And yes, I believe that. <laughs> 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 yeah. And the next thing is, 
Um, <laughs> it's so good. Like it, I, it's on, I, I'm sort of um, stuffing up how much, what he said, but it, it's pretty much like that. And then the next bit is he goes, uh, he's Alex is still on the stand, and they point. He's they're pointing to like a screen, and the plaintiff's lawyers is like, Alex, are these your text messages? Mm-hmm. Uh, who? Who is this message from? And Alex, I, I don't know. It's like, Alex, can you just have a look down the bottom? Is that your phone number? And Alex is like, yes. Yeah. And obviously in the bank, it's like, how do they get this? Mm-hmm. And the, the plaintiff's always goes, Alex, this is, these are your messages from, from your phone. And Alex is really confused. And the lawyer goes, you don't know that. Can I tell you a story, Alex? 12 days ago, mm-hmm. your defense attorney sent me a copy of everything on your phone <laughs> by accident. We told them, hey, I don't think you meant to send this to us. Um, and on the 11th day, the statute of like, yeah, they didn't respond. That's a shitty defense lawyer. <laughs> Fucking fire your defense lawyer. <laughs> and it's over. So we got a copy of all your text messages and everything on your phone. Wow. And you could just see, like, Alex, like, losing. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, like, like, red as a fucking tomato. The defense attorney's like, oh, shit. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen happen to someone on the oh, stand. I've got to use that. Oh, it's so good. That. It's so good. How did the defense attorney fuck up? That's real big. That's like a mega fuck up. Wow. Yeah. Fucking fire your defense attorney <laughs> for that. Oh, you got any more news, Kieran? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got some more news. Uh, plenty of news, Turch. Plenty of news. <clears throat> uh, you wouldn't steal a movie. Yeah, no. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a movie advert may have led to more people stealing movies. Yes! <laughs> The infamous early 2000s anti-piracy campaign. You know, you wouldn't steal a handbag. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't steal a uh, You wouldn't steal a car. You car. wouldn't steal, yeah, yeah. yeah. May have actually increased piracy, a new study has claimed. If you bought and watched movies legally between 2004 and 2007, you'll be well aware of the You Wouldn't Steal a Car anti-piracy campaign videos. One of the benefits of pirating movies, in fact, was you didn't have to see the irritating <laughs> yeah. piracy warnings. Oh, my God. <laughs> For the uninitiated, the advert listed a number of crimes and attempted to equate them with downloading film, whilst also attempting to make downloading film look as dramatic as the other listed crimes. Um, yeah, you wouldn't steal a handbag, you wouldn't steal a te- television, you wouldn't steal a car, you wouldn't steal a movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also other ones that where you wouldn't steal a baby, yep. you wouldn't shoot a policeman and then steal his helmet, and you wouldn't go to the toilet in his helmet and then send it to the policeman's no, that, widow. No, that's from that's <laughs> from uh, IT crowd. IT crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, what's the smartest campaign out there? No, but it did actually increase piracy. I wouldn't be surprised because at that point in time, it was that move over from video to v- from VHS to, to DVD. DVD. Yeah, but internet was fast enough and torrent sites were awesome uh-huh. and you could actually find anything that was that you the wanted. golden age of like netscape yeah no no this was, was like and this was when like firefox sort of took over uh-huh. and safari sort of came along and you could really like the internet was 
I remember, this, this I remember libertarian utopia. I remember at high school, there was like the media department and they had all those like Macs. Yes, know, yeah, Mac, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the back box things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was iTunes and like everyone was getting iPods. And people just upload their shit but and people would share up, it. Upload it onto the iTunes and then you could go onto any computer and download all yeah. those songs for free. Like there was what a massive like glitch. Yeah, and people, I remember... I still got a hard drive full of stuff that I got from. So, like, oh, I've got this film, I've got that film. And you bring hard drives and just copy the films over. Yeah. You know, or I know people that put films in like Google boxes and just send out links to Google drives and you can just watch the film at your leisure mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, that's, that's how it should be because having, and I think this is where like it used to be so hard to get films. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get the films, you got to watch all the thi- you got to watch all the the ads before that you couldn't skip. You had to watch like the DVD menu. You had to click the button, all that sort of stuff. You know, it if you bought a DVD from China, it couldn't work in your. Remember that you couldn't work in your DVD player. I just I just went to fucking yeah. I just went to computer swap meets. Yeah, and just I bought all the fucking Futurama. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't play it on the DVD. I had to watch it on the computer. It doesn't matter. But I was happy. I was so fucking happy with you that. You know. Yeah. And I think the Netflix sort of came over and sort of killed that off a little bit. But I think now because there's so many streaming platforms, to actually find what you want, you might as well just download it. Well, you know, Project Free TV, everybody. Project Free TV. It's a streaming site and you can download whatever you want. Okay. And watch it great. That's how I watch Ancient Aliens. It's great. Uh-huh. It's great. I love it. Oh. <laughs> And Takashi's Castle? Nah, it doesn't have that. Mm. Nah. Uh, but I have that on my hard drive. Uh. That's our hungover Delapile <laughs> thing. Put it on. Yep. Oh, look at him fall into the water. <laughs> um, fantastic. Church, got an article? Uh, yeah, I kind of do. Okay. So this has been happening more and more recently. Uh, climate activists are gluing themselves to artistic pieces of like art in the in the in like London, Paris, Italy and all that sort of stuff. We don't you notice that recently. So museums increasingly become the target of climate protesters. That's the centre of Just Stop Oil, a group of environmental activists from five recent demonstrations in the UK museums that have resulted in an arrest, which is fantastic. In June, two campaigns glued themselves to uh um uh, uh McCulloch's painting My Heart in the Highlands, which is over here. So they glue themselves to the act, well, not actually to the painting itself, like to the the frame, mm-hmm. but still. Uh, and also, a few of them recently uh, glued themselves to a framed Vincent Van Gogh, uh, Van Gogh's peaches, peach tree in blossom in London. It's been a couple in France as well, and a couple of Italy too. You can sort of see it here. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That's a very nice frame. Oh, it's. I, I tell you what, like I said. You may not appreciate the religious aspect of it, but if you go to these places and you look at the art and there's Jesus and Mary and all that, and then you look at the everything else, fucking hell. Like, the frame's worth more than a house. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to get off and looking at the frames. It's pretty great. I- I've ever told you the story about Dad. I'll, I'll, I'll finish this first, and I'll tell you about my dad in Italy. Uh-huh. Right? Like, even here, like, they've done, like that's the last supper there. It's yeah, gorgeous. Right. And, look, no new oil or that sort of thing. They're, yeah, they're, they're just terrorists. They, 
Yeah, and, just, and this, this is a great thing what museums have done. See, go like the, get a actually, fucking PhD and figure out how to solve the fucking energy problem. Yeah, it. They don't know what. They think it's an easy solution, like all the socialists. Like it's a easy solution. Just, just pay people more money. Well, no, that has all these other ramifications. Have you the thought about these? Second order and third order consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. as these. I'll oh, just stop making new product, uh, like drilling more new oil. Well, okay. Well, that gets anyone that's working on an oil rig out of a job. And we and, and then basically all of our electricity is gone. It's all gone. And there goes, and, there goes electricity to homes that, and houses. And that and means all third world countries can't develop. That okay? That's how retarded you are. That's a like very basic, simplistic overview of real consequences that could happen. It's as easy as that. Mm-hmm. But look, you see here, like the actually this one here, like a lot of really important art has glass around it now. Just. But they've glued themselves to that. Which I just think, just fucking leave them there and if it, and guard around them here and don't let people give them food and shit. I, I do like it. I do like it. I think, uh, yes. <laughs> let them get themselves off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we're in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in Italy. We're in um, Florence. Uh-huh. And we're going to all these churches, amazing churches in Florence. And everything is just beautiful. Like it's it's hard to describe. It's just everything is artistic. Like the, even like the way the road is paved is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's art. It's colorful. The churches are beautiful. The, the buildings beautiful. And we're there. And we're what, looking at this church. I can't remember what the church's name in in Florence is, but it's it's you know it's right there. It's got this really precise architecture all the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And we're all in awe. My dad goes, oh my God. Look at these door hinges. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody beautiful. Look at that. They're like this big. I'm like, dad, there's a whole rest of the church. Look at the fucking door hinges. Because these are amazing. Look, beautiful art craftsmanship here. You need to to look at everything, church. (laughs) You need to not just look at the big picture things. I like your dad. It's so... (laughs) It's so hard to, it's not take it seriously, but it's just like, <laughs> there's other, I, you know. Look, I was quite proud of myself because the door hinges at my house were squeaky. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have any, you know, foreign, no, not foreign 20. Um, What's that spray? WD-40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got oil, like olive oil. Olive oil? Yeah. And I just put a little bit on the door hinge. Now they close. Beautiful. 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 Here we go. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Yeah, that's very nice. That's that that that's that's that, amazing. That that's took like building... a decade to build. No, like uh, centuries, like two centuries, three centuries to build. Look at that beautiful architecture all the way through. Dad's looking at the fucking door. Look at that. the dome. Yeah, like domes were a real big thing. Like they're hard to build. Uh-huh. They got them right. Look at that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All the inside. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous dads look at the fucking door hinges of the place. Yeah, they do look fucking amazing. That's, it's, that's it's pretty right. great. I've got, I've got to go to Italy. I want you, Church, I'll take you to Vietnam and be your tour guide. You take me to Italy and be All your right. tour guide. All Done. Right. Uh, deal. I'm not sure how Jess will feel about that. One's significantly more expensive than the other. <laughs> Talking of Italy, Domino Pizza tried to crack Italy. Yeah, nah. And it went really bad. I would imagine. Uh... <laughs> In 2015, Domino's opened up its first store in Milan and then 
28 more locations. They had the hopes of opening 800 Domino's in Italy. An already oversaturated market of pizza, <laughs> right? It was sort of, it's sort of like Australia and coffee. I was going to say that the, the equivalent would be Starbucks coming to Melbourne going, we're going to take over. And it's like, But no. not understanding <laughs> that, that, I don't know, so there's just this weird thing in Australia that every coffee shop has its own coffee culture. Well, not only that. Beans and taste. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, coffee in Australia isn't, like, we don't like sweet coffee. We like, like the bitter, bitter coffee. coffee. And to come into Australia, it's like, oh, we're going to do like an iced frappuccino with caramel swirl. And it's like, no, 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 that's not coffee. That's just sugar yeah. with caffeine in it. There's a difference. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very different. Um, so anyway, Italy has won. Of course it has. <laughs> yeah, why not? They've, they've won. Um, last story, Church. Yeah. A Guinness fueled man runs width of Ireland in a day. What's the width of Ireland? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. A British marathon champion has run the width of Ireland uh, in less than 24 hours. Now, I, I don't want to alarm you, Church. But I've crossed mainland Australia in less than a day. Faster than this guy. In a plane? No. Down at Wilson's Prom, which is the lowest point of mainland Australia, uh-huh. I went from the east coast to the west coast. Well done. Yeah, I know, in three hours. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So I technically have walked from the the east coast to the west coast. Uh-huh. How far is it across from Australia? Of mainland what? Australia. What but is it, it 5,000, 6,000 k? Something like that. Well, if you're talking about the fattest part. Yeah. I'm talking about the thinnest part okay. of the, the bottom part of Australia. The the most southern point. Point of Australia, and it's really thin. Yeah. And so I walk from coast to coast. Yeah, you, see, I don't See, know. on a technicality, I've, I, I, <laughs> I, I you're did You're a winner, that. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see... If I actually did the right chess move, I would have won. So technically, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that chess bit, move. So yeah. I've <laughs> what is it? The future arm. It's like checkmate in two hundred twenty-two moves. Oh man! <laughs> uh, the forty-four-year-old took the two hundred and eleven-kilometer run. Um, that's fucking impressive. Two hundred and ten. So what's that? Oh, that's really quick. Fuck! I haven't even got a calculator with me. 210k 24 hours. Yeah. That's like un- like 10k a cl- uh, a cl- uh, an hour. Just uh, just under uh, 10. Uh no, 8.7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say just under. Yeah. That's pretty that's a lot. That, that's that's fast. fucking fast. That's fast. So what's that? That's uh 8k's a kilometer. 8k's an hour. Yeah. Well, some people can do like 4k's an hour. Yeah. No, you want more. No. Is more right? is far better. What's more the is pace? faster. Four more minutes. is faster. Four minutes a kilometre, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-eight, thirty. No, no, this is probably about five. So he's... Yeah, anyway. it's, it's about four, Ks, four minutes a kilometre. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-eight, thirty-two, thirty-six. But he's doing, he's doing eight kilometres an hour. Nine kilometres an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like so uh, six minutes. Yeah. Whatever, I don't know. 6, 12, 18, 24, <laughs> 30, 36. No, like, yeah, like 6 or 7. Uh-huh. Probably, I'm sure he did the first 
ones quicker than the end. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's doing what? So let's say Fuck seven the, minutes. Our maths is seven terrible. minutes. <laughs> Fucking it's very know. late in the night. <laughs> seven minute pace. That's good. I can never the time distance speed one yeah. is the most for me is the most fucked up one to calculate in my brain. I, I can do the conversion for pounds to, to um, yeah. kilos. I can do all that. I but every time I talk about time distance speed, I can't do it. That's why we got Google and calculate. Yeah, because like one goes down while the other two go up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't like it. I'm not a science man. I'm not a science man. That's all I've got, Kieran. I think we can wrap this bad boy up. Maybe we'll run. You can run home. Two hundred and ten k's. <laughs> hey, as a man who ran three k's today. Oh, I'm very proud of you. you know, I'm on my way. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, for your wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. And the Facebook, and you want to send us some hate mail, death threats, or rants, or catch us out on times that we hope can be cancelled, record on your phone and email us at <laughs> we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, so good to have you back in the empty studio. Thank you. And we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs>